For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. House progressives say they won't vote for a $1 trillion infrastructure bill if it comes to the House floor today because there's still no deal over a separate $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill with ambitious social health and climate programs. House Progressive Caucus Chair Pramila Jayapal spoke to CNN last night. Progressives are not going to leave behind women who desperately need child care, families who desperately need paid leave, communities who desperately need action on climate change, housing, immigration. These are important parts of what we said we would deliver, what we ran on, and why voters gave us the House, the Senate, and the White House. And so if there is a vote tomorrow, and I I have no idea whether there will be or not, I have a feeling that it will be delayed. But if if we do have a vote, then we'll vote it down and we'll continue the negotiations so that we can actually deliver the entirety of the president's agenda, as he himself, the president himself, said he wanted us to do. President Biden has been trying to strike a deal with Democratic Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, the two holdouts on the larger reconciliation bill. So far, his wrangling hasn't been successful. More from Nadia Ramlagan. Progressive House lawmakers say they will oppose the $1 trillion infrastructure bill after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she would seek a vote on the measure separately from Biden's $3.5 trillion social spending plan. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Our objective here is winning two votes, getting these two pieces of important legislation across the finish line. Democratic Senators Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin continue to oppose the $3.5 trillion package. I'm Nadia Ramlagan for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. The House and Senate are both expected to approve legislation today to avert a government shutdown at midnight. The bill would keep the federal government running into early December. Democrats were forced to remove a suspension of the federal government's borrowing limit from the bill at the insistence of Senate Republicans. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warns that if the debt limit isn't raised by October 18th, the country would face a financial crisis and likely economic recession. Three Democratic Congresswomen have shared their personal stories of having abortions. They will testify at a House hearing today on the dozens of new state anti-abortion laws. Oakland's Barbara Lee, Pramila Jayapal of Washington, and Missouri's Cori Bush shared their experiences last night in an interview on MSNBC. Lee said she became pregnant at 16 and had a back alley abortion in Mexico. Bush said she became pregnant after being raped at age 17 by a man many years older than she was. Jayapal said she became pregnant despite using birth control after she was already a mother of a young child with seizures and other health problems. Tonight is the deadline for California's estimated 2.2 million health care and long-term care workers to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 if they want to keep their jobs. There are religious and medical exceptions. Some hospitals are anticipating firing, suspensions, or moving people to other positions. Some traveling nurses have declined assignments in California because of the state's vaccination requirement. But CalMatters reports that many major hospitals have said they're confident the deadline will not disrupt daily operations. CalMatters reports that several large hospitals said they had only small numbers of requests for medical and religious exemptions. 
The World Health Organization reports that 15 African nations, nearly a third of the continent's 54 countries, have fully vaccinated at least 10% of their people against COVID-19. They include South Africa, Morocco, and Tunisia. Half of African nations have fully vaccinated just 2% or fewer of their populations. The World Health Assembly had set a goal of fully vaccinated 10% of every nation's population by the end of this month. The WHO has spoken out against vaccine inequity and against providing boosters in rich countries while essential workers and the most vulnerable populations in poor nations haven't been able to receive even a first vaccination dose. An effort to recall socialist Seattle City Councilmember Kashama Sawant will qualify for an election this winter. It will be an up or down vote. Sawant supporters have accused the recall campaign of waiting to submit its signatures in order to intentionally miss the November 2nd ballot, which includes the mayor's race, among others. They say the delay is a tactic meant to dampen turnout among young voters and others likely to back Sawant. The recall campaign has denied it was looking for low turnout. The petition against Sawant accuses her of using city resources to promote a tax Amazon ballot initiative and of letting demonstrators into City Hall during racial justice protests when the building was closed to the public because of COVID-19. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.